This is Agronomy Moment. I'm Wendell Cohen. talk about fungicides and I'm trying to put the fun back in it. It's a boring old topic, but it um, helps us a lot. And so we'll see how interesting. Selena's joining me today. Hello again. again. So we're going to background the fungicide as far as what kind of little history, very briefly, um, some return on investment uh, from Beck's PFR products to consider. When do we spray? And we don't. Let's move. Fungicide background, I'm just going to talk real quick. Um, as you can see, pre-1970, clear back to the 1830s, 40s, maybe even 1700s, 1600s maybe at times. Not a lot changed. Yeah. They were using just some, some organic type of products that they would find, and they would spray them on a leaf. And, and then... After the 70s, we started to see some changes. After the 60s, 70s, and even the 90s was when the strobes entered. The reason I think I want to point this out is that modern chemistry is actually relatively new. But in the time that it came to the market, not a lot has changed, and they are vulnerable to resistance. Mm-hmm. And so using your multiple modes of action on them, like you would herbicide, I feel is important. Um, genetic traits are also important in your battle. Utilizing other strategies is important, not to rely solely on your chemistry. So chemistry is not just the silver bullet for everything. Yep. So that's just kind of what I wanted to underscore on the vulnerability yep. of what we have. Absolutely. And how to That sums it up pretty good. So what are these actives? Tell me a little bit about SDHIs, triazoles, and strobes, and a little bit of their differences. Yeah, so um, most of the time, you know, in comparing fungicides or or whenever we have the fungicide conversation, and I I don't think now having the conversation now is the same that was happening three, five years ago or so, but whenever we talk about the preventative and the curative side of things, but it is important to know that that is one of the key differences with fungicides and, and what kind of mode you're looking at. If you're comparing a SDHI to a triazole, yes. however you're looking at the situation, um, there is difference. So preventative is a fungicide that has been applied to the plant before the pathogen develops and protects infection from happening. Whereas a curative doesn't necessarily mean that we can just go wipe that disease off the plant and see that it was never there. It's that the active ingredient uh, well, once it is applied to plant tissues, it can stop the early growth of a pathogen. So um, just a couple of the differences there. Oops, sorry. Hit the microphone. Um, between, between some of those. So the, the SDHI is the respiration inhibitor, triazole, uh, sterile fungi production, and then the strobe is also a respiration inhibitor. So we think about um, an SDHI is, is going to help stop the, the future spread of, of a disease. We think about with an SDHI also the amount of um, 
what are the words um sorry words help me, help, help me know where you're going um, plant health benefits yes holy cow um <laughs> finally got it and that the that the sdhi can bring and so we, we we think about those plant health benefits and um increasing water use efficiency is going to help with um our grain fills with pod soy yep. bean pod uh fill and things like that so um just so tell me about strobies as far as like the health benefits like yep. you're talking about sdhis but tell me about strobies so as far as the the preventative and the preventative yep. aspect of that it's going to be very very similar um but it's going to help with that photosynthesis and that that water yep. use efficiency in that plant so and so like as you're the face in a hot and dry time for example mm -hmm. or you know astroe can help respiration i call it respiration the plants the stoma to open and close to, mm -hmm. for water loss right like it talks about yep and yep. improve um that so there are, is side benefits right. so like talking about a little bit going back um and i'm wondering if sdhis are this way or if it's more of a strobe but think about a case where you have held out corn or I say hell down, I'm not talking about catastrophic loss, mm -hmm. but you've got shredding going on out there and the corn's V4, V5. Um, sometimes a fungicide can help, but not from a disease perspective. With, like, is there an active that does that better than some of the others? Or I would say that in that case, you're probably looking at a strobe. Yeah, okay, um, yep. But, you know, that could, could differ. And so what it can do is it, it helps the stress, the immune response in the plant to get it to overcome its stress, mm -hmm. its damage, and push out new leaf shoot growth, right? And be able to overcome it. Don't think you're spraying it to prevent disease. Bunch, fun, yeah, yeah, fungus. It, it, if there is a disease that will come into held out corn, it's going to be more what bacterial or. Right. And, and that's not covered. Like you're not going to kill that with a right. fungicide. Yeah. So that's it. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we underst understood what you were um, more clarity there regarding yeah, the and, side benefits, you know, of different areas that could. Uh, yeah. Like and a fungicide is going to depend on, you know, a lot of different factor factors as far as, mm -hmm. you know, spray, spraying, not spraying, whatever. So you think about the yield potential of the crop, your, your rotation, um, the susceptibility of a hybrid. Sure. I don't if we if we hit on that later we'll kind of talk about some some differences with our genetics now yes. uh, compared to what what we had years and years ago as far as packages and things like that yes the severity aggressiveness of the pathogen i mean there's just so many things weather conditions now in two weeks what's yep. it going to be like so many things to keep in mind yes disease management so to that point to keep things in mind um Let's talk a little bit about those diseases that come, a little bit of their risk, and how to met how we would manage through making those decisions. Because no one wants to. I mean, fungicide's expensive. Yeah. You could avoid it. <laughs> it. It'd be nice to avoid it. Yeah. So, how like let's just talk. Let's go down through the list. Gray leaf spot. Yeah. So uh, we think of gray leaf is going to you know over, overwinter in residue. So if at all possible or if it's a practice that you do burying that residue it, it yep. is potentially going to help a little bit now i understand there's no-till situations and that's not something that you look at but maybe in that situation you look at uh, if you have a problem the hybrid yes. that has a better score for yes uh gray leaf spot and i feel like hybrids in recent years have definitely that 
have scaled up in their improvement on resistance. Yeah, I, I agree. Just the way genetic genetics are going, it's yeah. and that kind of goes to the Fisoderma brown spot conversation okay. that yeah. I think um, probably historically we haven't been as concerned it. about it because yep. it hasn't presented a huge yield yield loss or risk to us. But I think that the genetic resistance and the hybrids going yeah. forward is going to continue with this disease to be a play that we yes, look and, at. And then I think most cases it may not still. However, there are those cases where you have that because it is also a soil born, if I remember mm -hmm. you mentioning to me that one time. Um, so it is if you have it in your field and it is becoming an issue, it can become a yield robber. And so it's something to be paying attention to. Yeah. It, it looks similar to other types of fungus, but it's it is different. Yep. Well, yeah, just simply anything that's gonna reduce your photosynthetic rate in your plant is yes. Um not beneficial. Rarely probably, but yeah, one, there has been cases where it's been bad enough and it's caused some stock rot and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that correct? And some like the nodes and stuff. There have been times, but typically um, like you said, it's a photosynthesis. Um, talk about southern rust. This one here is a monster. If it <laughs> comes. Yeah, the thing about southern rust is that it just kind of hits us later. Yeah. And it's going to depend on um, its its spore is going to have to be carried through, through yeah. a storm, through wind, whatever the case may be. Um, I'd say that one of our most effective ways of preventing southern or not preventing it we can't prevent it but yeah. um managing it i should say is is listening to what is going on in around you and local wow. counties and the, yes and that matter the state because that's how that's going to travel yes and um you know a, a fungicide will definitely help that plant as far as um Sorry, distractions. Yes. Um, will help that plant as far as its its water use efficiency and and being healthy and maybe being able to take on that better. But I think sometimes we we might see that southern rust come in a little bit later. Yeah. But I'll put a plug in for that SDHI here that it's going to give you some some longer lasting protection in comparison to um, some other things that will help it. Um, Sorry, I'm getting so distracted right now. There's <laughs> law enforcement arriving outside the window, and I, I don't know what's all going on um, after sirens. Or so, yeah, the SDHI, a little bit longer strike. lasting pr protection. So maybe being able to help with uh, a southern rust situation. Yes. So that plant has that has that uh, SDHI uh, fungicide in it, helping it yes. uh, with its... And, and I will say, too, that if... And one thing in your own field for just scouting is if you find those places where a sprayer track knocked down quite a bit of corn or mm -hmm. a spot where maybe the corn didn't come up, um, areas like that that are sheltered from the straight line winds but caused the swirling winds yep. to occur in those little environments inside your field, if you see it there, it's going to expand to the rest of your field yep. fast and very aggressive. Rarely is there a negative ROI if you have southern rust. Right. I, I'm just going to put that plug in for, for fungicides. Yeah. If you got southern and you are two weeks away from black layer, mm -hmm. my opinion is it's a no-brainer. And, and pay attention to those disease ratings on your hybrids that you got planted into your field. If maybe you have something that is not as good genetic-wise yes. against southern, southern rust, that's a field you probably need to keep a really close eye on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
water and coverage, things to remember, corn plant height, challenges, deep penetration of water from aircraft, you know, a little more water, the better. The more water you can give, the better. Um, cooler temperatures if possible. That's not always controllable because you're not in charge of the aircraft. Just wanted to kind of yeah, throw we'll, that out. Yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. The cooler temperatures will play into the time of day conversation we'll have, but um, I believe on, on corn, we've got a 15, our PFR proven is 15 gallons per acre yep. on on corn and 20 on soybeans, but to the point of more water is, yep. is better. And I get the challenges of getting over that with a, a right. spray rig, but um, mm. Again, the aircraft point is, if you need fungicide or want to put a fungicide on, put it on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry about the little distractions <laughs> that are going on. Law enforcement, sirens, and then people scream, somebody screaming. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Rolling on. <laughs> we're just going to keep going because we're not, not our deal. Yeah. So here's where we, we talk about our fungicide timing and yep. our diseases when they're moving in uh, corner, uh, soybeans even. We, we think about it's it's early going to be pretty close to reproductive stages of the crop yes. uh, in a little probably a little bit earlier um so it's going to key in on those reproductive stages of the crop bt and corn and r3 and soybeans yes i really like um, on the soybeans we have honed in in our pf pfr data that r3 and that's just so crucial because nodes 70 yes. percent of the soybeans yields come from nodes six to 13 and they are that, there that is r3 yeah and so you know making sure that, that timing is, yep. is super critical in the yeah. soybean too late too early and you get a negative result and really a bad look at a fungicide mm -hmm. like it's not the fungicide maybe but it is it does not return to your farm yeah so. exactly and then um just the time of day we kind of hit on that earlier yes. but Cooler is going to be a little bit better, which is usually going to be earlier in the morning compared to mid-afternoon when that sun's beating down. Um, Stomates are going to be, probably be a little bit more open for business, and that's why we can see that yep. um, benefit from, and uh, sorry, and the coverage on the leaves. The dew is <laughs> sure. probably going to help our coverage. Uh, so that's another benefit of early in the day if we can control it at all. Um, yep. Logistically, probably maybe a little bit easier on the soybeans than it is yes. on the corn. Um, just something to think about. Yep, especially as you think about instead of going late in the evening, do the early morning. Mm -hmm. Don't, oh no, do. Do add to Mother Nature, but don't let Mother Nature add to you. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's move on. I'm talking about like rain or dew. You can, your consumer add it on when the dew is on the leaves, but don't let the dew add later. Mm -hmm. um, PFR proven products, real quick. What's the bottom line here? Yeah, bottom line, we're testing a lot of products in, in our PFR data. And we added some new ones this year. I think in the top left corner, you can see the new ones that we added to Laro, Veltima, and Revitech. I'm going to see what's going on. <laughs> and um, what, I, what I really think is the most important thing here is the multiple modes of action. So we got strobies and triazoles and SDHIs. Yep. I think it's just really important that we go attack with all of those modes like we talked about earlier. Um, Put, setting ourselves up for success uh, to not get farther into the resistance conversation um, as far as genetics are concerned. And um, that's, that's really the most important thing. And, and there's going to be, you know, more 
probably more fungicides to come. But that's that's one of the main points I want to make here is multiple modes of action is really beneficial. So how finding answers simply um, scout. Be, be aware of your fields, what you drive by and see. It's not always what's inside. And we talked about earlier about nearby counties and news that's coming in. Your local agronomist, your advisor, your seed guy, yep. whoever you put your trust in that's, a, that's an advisor at your table is listening and is hearing those things coming in. And so it's important to, to be in contact with him. Um, yeah. What do you take away? Yeah. Um, get out there put the boots on and, and, uh, you know, like, like Wendell said, if you can see it, that's not something that's going to go away, but maybe, um, it's how, how can we help that plant for the rest of the season? Yep, exactly. And want to thank you everyone yeah. for listening to our podcast today. Um, Selena for joining me. Uh, appreciate it very much. Thanks to all that made it possible. Thank you for watching. I didn't know that fun and fungicides would be quite this interesting. Uh, I hated that uh, we had a few little things there uh, going on. Distractions. But that's okay. The, uh, the police were outside the window. They were they an incident. Yes. So, thank you for your patience. We'll see you in the next one. See you next time. Everyone, thank you for joining us today on Agronomy Moment, a Top Ag Services production. If you want alerts on what we are finding in the field, go to topagservices.com forward slash signups to receive alerts, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's our goal to bring you the most recent and advanced information possible. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to us anytime. We also ask you that you give us a like and follow our channel wherever you listen to your podcasts or watch these videos. This ultimately helps us reach more people like you. Hello? Hey, this has been Wendell Cohen, your show host. Thank you to all who made this show possible. This show is over. See ya.